0: Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him, his. I'm a queer, political, actor, activist, comedian, cancerian, self-proclaimed sexy blurred. That's a, uh, black nerd. And each week, I'm joined in the corner by another fabulous minority, where we tackle the news, pop culture... Politics, media, history, and more, all with a little self-care and self-love sprinkled throughout.
1: And I'm Ineke Fitzclark, the co-creator of this damn podcast. And I'm back. She, her, right? That's it. She and her. There's not a third one? Is there a past tense? (laughs) Herses? Anyways, I'm a librarian. If you bitches have been listening to past episodes, you know who I am. I'm happy to be back.
0: As you can see, Aneke is back, and she is red day for action. Got a great show for y'all this week. So apparently, I've been working out, and uh, Aneke has some notes about that. She has some things to say about that. So, how was the funeral? Have you ever asked someone this? Chances are, if you are black, you definitely have. Apparently, this is a very... (laughs) common black thing to ask someone. How it was the funeral? We talk about the Golden Girls and Grace and Frankie and how it is that we view age compared to how we viewed it back in the 80s. The primaries are still kind of trucking along, but candidates are dropping out left and right. And, and I can have a really deep conversation about stop blaming black people for Sanders and Warren not winning the primary. We have a big conversation essentially about White liberals, we need to have a conversation because y'all are coming in hot towards some of us with a lot of melanin, and it is not right, and it is not okay. We have coronavirus karaoke, and Nike has a list of songs to sing while you wash your hands for those necessary 20 seconds so y'all can stay healthy. But you don't want to be bored while you do it, so don't worry. Aneke's got a list for you to sing your songs and stay healthy. Did you all know that bisexual men exist? It's true, because it's a hashtag. So we talk about biphobia and the movement of bisexual men exists gaining visibility, which also leads us into a conversation about the Netflix show Love is Blind. I have not seen it, but Aneke has. And that's where this hashtag was actually inspired from, from some of the things that i guess carlton was doing to diamond i don't know who these people are and if you don't either that's okay because aneka is here to explain it Ooh, and now that aneka is here i have finally have someone to talk to about zoe kravitz and high fidelity so we have all this and more get ready to learn laugh and play right here on minority corner
1: And back on my
0: corner.
1: Oh my god, guys. What are you doing? James has these giant pecs that he's just jiggling at me right now. Every t- okay, first and foremost, okay. Neke's back. Okay, yes, I'm on the know. mic. Ooh, I'm ooh. coming in hot. Dropping it like it's hot. It was hot. not planned. Nope.
0: I was like, I just showed up. I went, knock, knock, knock. On my door. And then I set up all this podcasting <laughs> equipment, and Neke's like, oh, I guess we're doing a show. I guess I'm back. Because I'm back in California, which means and Neke's sitting here.
1: Just old Danny Glover, back in action. She's coming too old for this. too old for this <laughs> shit, but I'm here. Does that make me Mel Gibson? No. Okay, this the Thank black you. version of ooh yeah we're, no I'm Samuel Jackson and you're Bruce Willis let's okay, do that okay I let's like do that a, let's do a yeah, non-problematic we flip we'll flip it up
0: wasn't there there was a spoof version of uh, Lethal Weapon I forget who was in it some black comedian some white comedian
1: I have no idea we'll
0: cut this <laughs> All I know is since I opened the door, Aneke yes. has been oogly magooglin my bad day. I have not. She has been <laughs> giving me her awooga eyes no, you know have what just I, been uh, googling uh. my my you know bodies,
1: my pesticles. I said, <laughs> wow, you're way more jacked. Because every time And she made a face.
0: I t- <laughs> I feel like we're like on a court show right now and the audience is like the judge and they're like, we didn't ask for this.
1: They don't want this. They,
0: well, she made a face as she said it. She was like, you've been working. And she said, "I didn't say look you're at that your bad day. You've been working out. Why are you so messily?
1: <laughs> Ever since I met James 100 years ago. It was 102. It's every <laughs> every five years, James goes up in
0: size exponentially. I'm now wearing a medium. Not even like a gay type medium, a regular man medium. No,
1: it's a, it's a gay type medium. Okay, fair. So, <laughs>
0: Because some of those man mediums be like dresses. I know. <laughs> Drowning. I'm like, have you seen have
1: you seen a little James around here? Okay, so here's the thing. James comes walking in, and normally James walks in like doopa ba dooba dooba This time it's like arms up. <laughs> and he's like, here's some donuts. I have some donuts for you. But his arms are like up and muscly. And what am I supposed to do? Just ignore it and be like, this is same James? No, this is Jack James. This is James But I
0: feel like I've always reps. been that. I've always been, try. every time I try on your shirt, I bust it out. This happened once. <laughs> Stretch it out your shirt. Yes, and but... now i hulk out of your shirt. Yeah,
1: I would never give you a shirt to wear because this is maybe maternity wear because I got pretty big when I got pregnant. But, no, you are I mean, muscle man. If it. you, hey... For all of you people who like to entertain yourself and look at muscly men with giant pectoral muscles, oh my gosh. Go, go peruse James's Instagram
0: page. Everybody has been sort of, remember when Diana, Diana Ross went up to little Kim and jiggled her boob?
1: You're just doing that to yourself every, right now. But people
0: have been doing it. I go, every, every, all my friends I've been seeing, that's the first thing I do. They're like, boop, boop.
1: Because you got big boobs, big muscle boobs. I need to clarify that.
0: Big yeah, muscle boobs. Do. I once, ugh, I might need to cut this, but I once I thought that boobs were like what muscly men had. No, I was trying to compliment someone, Ooh, no. and James, they did not take was it. Was this person well.
1: famous? Because this tends to go <laughs> online.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I went up to Danny Glover and yeah. I was like, "Nice moobs. moves And no. he was like, "I'm getting too tired of this. Yeah, I'm too exactly old for it. this shit."
0: Um. Oh, and okay, how was the funeral?
1: It was good. The food was delicious. I saw cousin Nene. Okay, she's doing good. She's doing good. She sang a great song. How many people were there? There was like 35 people there. Okay, that's a good little turnout. Uh, Apparently this is
0: not (laughs) universal. Yeah, sidebar. Um someone had tweeted out I I'll give her credit in the in the in the fact check. I do a fact check now. Ooh.
1: Ooh, I'm impressed. Oh, yeah.
0: We'd be doing it here in this show. Um, In the fact check, I'll give her some props. But I thought, like, so someone had tweeted out that, like, oh, apparently, like, why do only black people ask, how was the funeral? And then the responses yeah. should be, it was sad. Which
1: is weird because I, being a black person, thought that everybody did this because it's the thing you do. You I thought
0: everybody asked, How's the funeral? I know. I guess not.
1: That's crazy. Because we do
0: go into details how many yes. people were there? What was the food like? Exactly.
1: I saw James posted this, <laughs> this tweet and I had literally asked somebody how the repast was <laughs> nearly 30 minutes prior. And it Can was not check? met with confusion or surprise, <laughs> it was answered. Pleasantly. <laughs>
0: oh my God, then you check the Facebook, you're like, oh, that's a black person. Yes, thing. it is. And I, was I also like, got okay. confirmation that it's also things that people do in the South, mm. uh, Latinos and Italians.
1: Mm. You know why?
0: Because they got that, like, you know. It's a
1: family gathering. It is a family. It's yeah. a sad family gathering. Think, but it's
0: still a family gathering. Yes. I think cultures that have, like, really strong, I think some cultures have more stronger familial roots than mm, others. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, I think other cultures, someone was saying, it's just something you just don't really bring up.
1: Or it could be "Mm." cultures that are segregated to their own neighborhoods and can't leave those neighborhoods are stuck with only family events like weddings and funerals and quinceañeras and ba mitzvahs, and those turn into the only gatherings that you get to do because you are stuck in your area because of white supremacy.
0: The musical. I don't need no musical. It's the life. Um, Just got dark. Sorry. That checks out. Just I don't an need, idea. I don't need a fact check for that. I, <laughs> I mean, say. someone might not yes. like
1: hearing that. but Some
0: people don't like hearing things. <laughs> Some people don't like hearing when I go, a boogada boogada <laughs> boo.
1: You know? Coming back spicy. <laughs> Coming back spicy. and neck is
0: back. Speaking of a neck being back and spicy things. Yes. Did you watch High Fidelity with Zoe Kravitz?
1: Mm, I did. I Can watched that. A
0: segway. that <laughs>
1: Like that. I liked it. It worked. Okay. I ate that. Fix lash like, girl. It itches. This is why we can't be in the same room because you're you're commenting on everything.
0: <laughs> she had to fix her lash.
1: I don't have... I I got a lash in my my long, her, luxurious eyeshadow.
0: Eye maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's not
1: it's not maybe. <laughs> okay. Yes, she's born with it. An eke. Can't buy it. Great ad. What? Yes, she's born with, with it, it and you can't have it. Leave Next me alone. question. <laughs> yeah. I ate that show up like popcorn. I've another Zoe Kravitz. It yeah. was so much fun. Yeah. It was like a, a just a fun light romp of music. Mm. Zoe Kravitz pop is culture. so cool pop culture voices that you don't hear about. Mm-hmm. Um it was a it was a flip the John Cusack movie and the book which I never saw I saw it it's okay Okay. I mean it's not bad do I need to go watch it (laughs) no I I don't think so (laughs) well all I heard is do I need to go watch it and I say no nope
0: got it fair
1: because it's very 90s. Yeah, and it's now it's a, it's the 20s. They they redid it better. Mm-hmm. I like it better because the TV show you can te- tease out more information, I mean, dive in
0: deeper. And I
1: like the voice coming from a Zoe Kravitz more. She's
0: literally the coolest person on the fucking planet. Right. She literally is like, I mean, you can't throw any. Who is gonna say something terrible about Zoe Kravitz? The devil. Maybe, well, fuck you, you know, Beelzebub.
1: Maybe some of, you know, her exes. Oh, okay, that's fair. Like twin shadows.
0: Oh, he's, is he tweeting mess? No. Well, clearly he's burnt <laughs> and butt hurt, and I don't care. Maybe
1: they're pleasant. Oh, yeah, know. we don't know. We don't know. we, just,
0: we, we start starting to fight. They're I like know. We're, like, and we're like, like, wait a minute. Zoe Kravitz is like, what he be saying about me? And he's like, what did I say about her? <laughs> then they just start tweeting because of us. Uh, I was such a, it was a, I was such a great sort of ride. I wish I had seen this show when I was going through my breakup because mm, it would have been so healing, Yeah, but I'm already healed. Oh, so, okay, good.
1: So then it was so just, I just a fun one. Yeah. yeah. But I was
0: like, mm, this would have been fun.
1: It's good. It's like a woman on the verge of turning 30, which is such an interesting time. People don't talk about how interesting that time is that much.
0: Yeah.
1: And also cuz you're like young but you're also kind of like Realizing that you're not going to be young forever. Yeah. I think that's the, the big crux of turning 30. Yeah. Um, you're, and then turning 40, which I'm looking at, is when you realize like that you're going to be old.
0: Years. You've got some skin.
1: <laughs> turn 30, you like realize, oh, I'm going to be an adult. Turning 40, you're like, oh, I'm going to be old one day. What happens when you turn 50? you just say fuck it to the world and you live your life. You know, I feel like it's something interesting
0: because like, um, I just finished, not that I want to come back to my fidelity, but Mm -hmm. I just finished uh, the latest season of Grace and Frankie. Yeah. Which like, I just, I, I fell off you the love show it. and then I came back on. It's, it's a real easy show to like, if you miss two seasons, you just catch back up and oh, you're like, really? Oh my God, this oh, is really fun. That's like, the reason
1: why I haven't been back in. Just go back in and you'll be okay.
0: like, Oh yeah, I forgot. This show is really fun. Oh, like okay. consistently fun and all the characters get more and more into themselves. Oh, like I love it. the show by the fifth season really finds it sort of like their reality. Cool they all just kind of share and buy into. Nice. Um, but like, they're like in their 80s and yeah. we were watching the Golden Girls last night and just our perception of age has definitely changed. Yeah. Um, the Golden Girls, those ladies were in their 50s and 60s. Which is lame. And like, you know what? Fuck the 80s for thinking, like, you know, making know. women be like, oh, that's you. And snaps to them, but like, Meanwhile, nowadays, like Lily Tomlin and, and and Jane Fonda are running around, seeming way younger than the women of Golden Girls at yeah, eighty.
1: I know exactly. I mean, I remember hearing that the mom. Uh, On Golden
0: Girls, yeah. was the youngest one of the cast.
1: Was she the youngest, or she was like the same age as somebody? I
0: think the, she was like the same age as like B. Arthur, or yeah. younger than B. Arthur.
1: Which is you like
0: put her in a wig. I know, and make her shuffle around. And then the
1: name Golden Girls. I mean, Golden yeah. Girls is a classic, great show. Sure,
0: not saying anything bad about no, it. No,
1: but just the sty- like the way that we perceived age back yes. then. I mean, fucking. J-Lo is 50 damn years old mm-hmm. on the pole working it out looking amazing working it out which is great and like again like I
0: think again media begets how we perceive ourselves mm-hmm. and the rest of the world and I'm now looking at like Jane Fonda as such an inspiration to me of like oh fuck like 80's gotta be fucking she's getting know,
1: arrested about climate change
0: doing her thing I love Jane Fonda uh, I feel like High Fidelity mm-hmm. was what I felt like Spike Lee wished he could have done mm-hmm. which she's gotta have it the TV show
1: she gotta have it. it had too much spoken word in it.
0: <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair. Yeah, anyway, High Fidelity yeah, Burn through it. It's so good. I love, also just I like the gay character in it. I've not seen a gay character like that before.
1: Yes, he's, he's just... Himself,
0: he's a bit of a slob,
1: yeah. He's like a kind of just a blunt, kind of like a
0: and he knows it. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, I just
1: being gay isn't the central point of his character, oh. which goes to show development within the narrative. Like Golden Girls, yeah, they were old, that's the that central the point. point, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, Will and Grace, then gay, yeah, that you was know? the central point. As um, a- the guy in High Fidelity. Is sorry. That's my dog. She's Zelda. She's having a the nap. Show. She's <laughs> having a nap. She's like,
0: y'all got it. <laughs> thought, What'd you say? <laughs> we cutting that. We cutting that part.
1: The friend in high fidelity. He being gay is just a sexuality. Yes. But he he's a music lover, mm. and he has a terrible relationship that you find out about. Yeah, and it's just. He loves music. Yeah. I feel like all of the characters in High Fidelity, their central point is that they love music. Yeah. And that's interesting. I like that.
0: But sort of like our, like if we were to have a TV show, our central character thing would be like, we love like pop culture.
1: It wouldn't be that we're black? <laughs> no.
0: <Okay. laughs> it would be that like we have to be, and we talk about things. And that same thing is that like they would interject things about race. They had different yes. conversations about like, you know, Michael Jackson. and yes. like, And it just was very subtle. I'm like, oh, this is how human beings Really talk
1: and the existence of two different types of black women.
0: Yes, I thought so too. Very two different types of black women, mm-hmm. and they both coexisted in this world. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I've not never seen a show like this, and was just so well written and done. It felt like a mini movie. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I I just thought it was just you know so dope, so well done, snaps, so, and also like I don't want to spoil anything, but it definitely takes you a ride of the main character about. Oh, yeah how we perceive things. Like when someone, you know, someone's like, boo hoo hoo, hoo, this is what just happened to me. You take that as face value, Mm -hmm. not necessarily knowing two sides to every story. Yeah,
1: that's so true. You know? Also, I just want to say a point. Yeah. I was, I joined this Facebook group, which is kind of interesting. It's a bunch of academic people talking about pop culture and celebrity, which is really neat. Okay. And, I have to say that your thinly veiled racism irritates me because somebody posted on there that they thought that Zoe Kravitz was a bad actress and didn't deserve to be the central character of the show.
0: did it deserve. That's I'm literally what I want to point out. Tables. That's what I want to point out. I am flipping tables right now. You can have deserve. an opinion. Exactly.
1: You can point out and and me saying the thinly veiled racism part. If this person was to say I don't think that she's a great actress, done, right? Yeah. That's a perception you can have that all you want. I personally think that she did a great job acting in this. And Phenomenal. I used to think that she was not the best actress, but now I do think that she has so upped her good. game. I
0: thought she she has a lot of great moments in yeah. the show and, and she, hit she hit them and she hit them. Yeah.
1: But to say that someone doesn't deserve to be the lead in a show, that to me is a bias that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. So when you're about to make a critique on a show, think about who you're critiquing and how you're critiquing. Yeah. Because that could, sh- more, that could expose more about you than the person that you're trying to critique.
0: Fair, yeah. I wonder if now's a good time to, like, to segue into this other conversation. Speaking of racism. Okay. Um, the primaries happened. Yeah, they did and uh, we've been talking about on the show recently because a lot of people's candidates some people's candidates are still running yes and a lot of people there were so many candidates and a lot of people don't have candidates that are necessarily running anymore yeah and we've mentioned that there's other ways to still stay in the game between Senate the Sen- flipping the Senate adopting a Senate race yes uh, St- Stacey Abrams fair fight which yes. is helping to end just the fucked up sort of gerryman- this gerrymandering break. so there's still ways to stay in even oh, though yeah. you don't necessarily have to be the lead champion of one of the candidates yeah. You'll still vote blue no matter who, no matter who, but you don't need to run a parade. Yes, but you know there was a lo- there's been a lot of things about you know I uh, the blame, shifting the blame. This, I feel like that's what happens. Yes, as I feel like black people get. The blame. Mm-hmm. First of all, where the like when we helped Roy Moore get defeated in Alabama, specifically Black mm-hmm. women, it was like woo yay yes. And then <laughs> when Elizabeth Warren uh, lost or Bernie Sanders uh, losing in South Carolina, mm-hmm. folks are like Black people, what the fuck? Exactly. Um, there's some of these where to even sort of. Begin with this. Um, I have been being yelled at. Truth, uh, full <laughs> disclosure, I voted for Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. I was a huge supporter of Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. I had not mentioned that until now, though maybe some people put two and two together
1: <laughs> I, or
0: follow you on social media. And that's their choice to do so. Exactly. But I didn't, I personally abstain because I want to make sure that I'm voting blue no matter who. And there's so many candidates out there. Choose whoever it is that you want. Mm-hmm. I have just been getting a lot of. Online sort of lectures, um, mainly from one specific sort of a lot of times from Bernie Sanders supporters, not, you know, not the whole group, but mm-hmm. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm continuously getting lectures about the revolution.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is beyond frustrating and annoying. Oh, and I think yeah. I just want to say like a bit of a PSA of mm-hmm. like when you're communicating to someone mm-hmm. about politics or about social justice always do a little bit of a filter check of like who it is that you're talking to Uh-huh. because it's really weird when I'm continuously having straight white men mm. talk to me mm. about the revolution and mm. what I have to say about that is welcome to the party exactly unless your family were abolitionists mm-hmm. welcome to the party mm-hmm. because my lineage has been in this fight since day one mm-hmm. because we've had to for survival And you just sort of check that. Like, I feel like maybe you're used to being able to say whatever it is that you want amongst maybe like your white friends, things like that. That's great and cute. But when you come talking to a gay black man, Mm -hmm. like check it. Because I I walk this on the daily and things like, you know, like I feel like everybody now is about, you know, social justice reform. But that's that's new. You know, all these different Mm -hmm. little conversations. So that's just like my little PSA. I love that. It's a little it's just check who you're talking to. Can
1: I add on to that? Yeah. Because I, too, uh, I mean, I, I haven't been on the podcast, so it's not like I'm coming out or anything, but I voted for Warren as well. But I do have to say, I've got it from both camps. Yeah. I get it from Bernie supporters, and I've gotten it from Warren supporters oh, with yeah, yeah. this new... Um,
0: it's, so it's left progressiveness.
1: Left progressiveness has gone insane. I'm going to say it. Y'all have... White left white progressives have gone bonkers. Something broke in the 2016 election when Hillary lost. Yeah, we were all grieving. We're all sad. It was sad. Trump is crazy man. We all know this. But that doesn't give you clout to now look for scapegoats Mm. to the reason why your candidate didn't make it. Yep, that is not what we're doing. That is not why we're here. Yes, South Carolina. Biden got elected. All right. We got the won the primary. Won yes, the primary. Yeah, sure. Yes, a lot of black voters finally weren't repressed by voter suppression and horrible things in the past and they ended up voting for Biden. Does that mean that now you get to blame black voters for Trump being reelected? No.
0: 75% of white people in the electorate voted for Trump. Thank you. So take a look at those numbers. Talk to
1: your grandparents. <laughs> Talk to your parents. Don't blame Miss Johnson from around the corner because she was, you don't know the reasons why she voted for Biden. Mm-hmm. I just want to remind the public and journalists, because this is a lot of fault on journalism right now. Because they you guys push are, the narrative. They're pushing the narrative. Black people are 11% of this country. Mm-hmm. Yes
0: not put it all on fucking us. Everyone's putting everything fucking on us. You were so right.
1: That's the thing I really want to point out that is like full, also full disclosure. James posted an article on Facebook and I lost my shit. I turned into one of the lecture people <laughs> just because of the article and because of the journalist of what they were writing because I felt like it was pushing a narrative that was scapegoating black people which is ironic because it was the root which once again, is really annoying. And I felt a little triggered, personally, because it was targeting black women in Oakland. And I thought that it was ridiculous because they were talking about how the thing was black women go to the polls and they're being cautious or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. One, as a librarian, as a librarian, I really want to emphasize everybody to go past the headline. Mm -hmm. Two, as a librarian, I want you to look at the statistics that lead up to that conversation because we're about to go into a lot of misinformation Mm. clouded information information that's being pulled from polls that don't necessarily add up yeah like i want to remind everybody black people make up 11 11 percent of the country yeah secondly i want to talk to you about this oakland thing because it really just irritated me because bernie sanders won in alameda county mm-hmm. so the fact that black women voted for biden is a moot point yeah and also they only interviewed 12 black women yeah. which is like look at the poll look at the pool you guys for sure, sure instead of making these assumptions i remember when hillary lost in 2016 and um somebody who shall re- remain nameless was complaining about the fact that i think it was like a larger number of Latino men voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. And they were like, God damn it, Latino men. And this was before we found out that 53% of white women (laughs) voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. This was a white woman. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to say, stop scapegoating people, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we're all in this, and like James said, Watch who you're yelling at. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. You have on.
0: no idea of struggle or journey You of don't know. Had.
1: Look at yourself. Find a Senate race. Yeah. And stop scapegoating and blaming it on other people.
0: hmm Because, like, I, like, if, especially when I look at any sort of minority group and when they vote, like, the way that they are, like, and it's weird because the only time I've been getting in these intense debates on social media, it has been predominantly white men. There's Mm -hmm. been like a white... But it's really rarely been a person of color because I feel like there's a bit of an understanding that we all kind of reach to. And, you know, I... Totally understand why southern black folks went with Joe Biden. I understand that. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna, you know, go up to Aunt Gladys and be like, oh, how dare you? Da-da-da-da. What's wrong like, with you? Like, I understand that that journey. Again, like not having the, especially in the south, yes. like people don't realize, like, I mean, Jim Crow and those kind of recent like, history. Very fucking recently. So it's very sort of sensitive. And I think folks who have, if you have the ability to be Bernie or Bust, you're coming from a very, Privilege standpoint because you probably don't stand anything to lose. That underneath the Trump regime, probably your life isn't going to change that much. But for right. these folks, it's a gamble, and we don't
1: trust white voters.
0: And there's been you want to talk about the revolution again. These folks have been about it, and what has happened every time we've had a revolutionary person been assassinated, killed, stalked by the FBI, citizens stalked by their own country. I just yes. watched the documentary "Who Killed Malcolm X," and you just see all the shit that the the, the FBI was doing towards its citizens. So really just trying to find, because a lot of for black folks understand a lot of politics is local. Mm -hmm. So just trying to get someone to just sort of keep the peace at the top because yes, literally there's a woman in the South and she said what her top three issues are getting Trump out, getting Trump out, getting Trump out. Yes. Everything else can come afterwards. And listen, like I, listen, I don't care at this point. Like I just want I want to flip that sentence. Yes. I want a democratic president. Yes. And I think at the end of the day, we can't let our egos, I feel like a lot of egos Ooh, are getting yes, in the middle of this. And everyone is in such a hunger to win yes. that they're forgetting what the whole point of this is. Honestly, and we can go back to like that tired, giant ass debate stage that we had of like 20 fucking people. Yes. Let's be honest. Any one of them can win if the Democrats rally together. So yes. that's what it is. Stop pointing. This person can win. This person. Oh my God. It's any so of them. True. Even Tosi totally fucking evil ass Gabbard.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? If she had been the person. She could win if we go and vote for her and rally behind her and support her. So at the end of the day, yes, let's have the debate and let's have the conversation. But when the dust settles, dust off the egos and let's get to work. And if it's not your candidate, then work on a Senate race. Work on, you know, uh, helping gerrymandering in, But no one gets to set this out because boo-hoo, their candidate didn't win.
1: All the snaps. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I've been
0: sitting on that for a while.
1: Because it's, I mean, James... <laughs> This is something that we deal with on a regular basis, and it's like- Welcome. (laughs) It's made me want to get off Twitter. It's made me want to check Facebook less, because it's aggressive. It's aggressive to us. I just, I really just want to really, because all of these people are well-meaning. Yep. We're on the same side. Yeah, But you guys have now turned aggressive in- It's toxic. Yeah. It's toxic-ass behavior. So chill the fuck out. Because you know what it's
0: looking like? It looks like you don't want to become the thing that you're fighting against. Exactly. And this looks like MAGA in a blue hat.
1: Yes. I had a
0: friend who went to a Bernie Sanders rally. And again, I voted for Bernie Sanders in 2016. So before you come tweeting at me, mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah. is what we're talking about. Like, don't yeah. get upset for someone ha- like saying things or having an opinion right. about stuff. But they said they went to a rally and it felt like they were at a MAGA rally because it's so aggressive. And I think we do. And this is what Cory Booker was talking about. And mm-hmm. he was just ahead of his time. We have to be the party of love. Trump has, and Marianne Williamson, you guys are making jokes about her being crystal lady. Whatever. She saved my life back off. (laughs) (laughs) She was not ready for prime time, but whatever. Yeah. Trump has galvanized fear as a weapon. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. We have to
0: galvanize love. It's, just as powerful, it's equally as powerful so let that be the root of everything of what we're trying to do here.
1: I know and I really, and I, it's everybody because I've gotten a lot of I'm sorry, white lady liberals who and I am a Warren supporter yeah. but I have been yelled at by so a, many white lady Warren supporters and it's a turn off, isn't it? Like, yes. It makes you
0: like, that's why I can't hang up a banner for anybody right now because I'm so turned off I've been yelled Same. at by Biden bros like I've yeah. been yelled at by I'm everybody done. I'm
1: voting blue I'm, and I'm just gonna pick a senate and leave me the fuck alone because y'all have gone insane and it's not
0: a great way to try to woo people over to your side by yelling at them i probably maybe would have pick and taken up a banner but i've been so turned off by the ugliness of it that like i can't so good luck i'll vote mm-hmm. but on a positive note Talking about you know especially people of color fighting for the right to vote. Yeah. I had talked about this how um, remember Florida back in 2018
1: mm-hmm. to 2018 2016.
0: 18 was midterm elections. Well, uh, when Florida allowed. Um, former convicts the right to vote.
1: Oh, that's 18. Okay. Cause we talked about it. Yes, yes,
0: yes. Yeah. In November, 2018, uh, 65% of Florida voters approved the amend amendment to allow folks to vote. Mm-hmm. And then the GOP was like, well, they figured out a way to fuck that up <sighs> that they said that you had to have
1: paid off all of your fines which is impossible, because you can't get a job if you're a convict. Right, absolutely. Con- so Is it convict? Ex-convict? Ex-con, yeah. yeah. So,
0: um, essentially, what they did is, uh, so yeah, ex- they were like, oh, you can't, you know, you won't be able to vote mm. if you don't pay your fines. And recently, a court case found that that was unconstitutional. It went against mm. the 14th Amendment. Good. Because essentially, it was actually keeping 80% of those ex-convicts unable to pay their fines. So 80%? It was like, and some of them had like $1,000 or more, and and they just especially because like you don't think about all the legal fees, and that's how some people even end up in jail is because they can't pay. Fi- they end up in prison because they can't what pay their a fines.
1: Mess.
0: So they found that that was, you know, stricken down. So you're getting Good. all these like black and Latino, predominantly black and Latino voters. Right. And there's some white folks in there too, but who gets hurt by the prison industrial complex the most? Brown and mm.
1: black people. So
0: I thought that was a nice <laughs> little winning victory. So I think, again, looking towards those things that we can all sort of, I like you know, that. Join around, rally and around. There's so much more on the left side that we have in common than opposed.
1: Yes. And,
0: and we might. We all kind of want the same things, we just have different ways of trying to get there. So Bernie's not the devil, Biden's not the devil. Let's just big picture, y'all.
1: Big picture. Trump is our president. Chill the fuck out. Vote blue.
0: No matter who. Ooh, I
1: like that. <laughs>
0: Alexandra Ocazia can. You that? Oh. Okay. Okay.
1: This is your captain. With an update from the flight deck, we'll be reaching Max Fun Drive on March 16th. That's right on time. As a reminder, Max Fun Drive runs for just two weeks, and it's the best time of year to support the podcasts you love. If you look towards the front, you'll see your favorite hosts with special bonus content and lovely thank you gifts for a new and upgrading monthly member. Now, sit back, relax, and catch up on your favorite Max Fun shows now so you can listen to the new episodes releasing March 16th. And thanks again for choosing Maximum Fun. COVID 19, which oh, is what how we're wait, supposed to be Wait, Can not give you a thing? Was a
0: scrub, 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 Ooh. wash those hands. Yes. Scrub, 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 wash the hands. Wash them, wash them, wash them hands. I said, wash. Wow. Wash them hands, y'all. Okay.
1: Yeah. So,
0: speaking of songs,
1: heard the song, <laughs> Per the song yes. CDC recommends that you wash your hand for 20 seconds. Ugh, first and foremost, I don't have that much time in that game, yes, you do. Because don't be nasty, <laughs> okay? What this if I is... do like what if we add up those times? No, like, we're not, if I... no, I'm not humoring okay, you because fair. this is we're in the middle of serious. a possible pandemic right fair. now,
0: okay? I put my serious hat on.
1: It's okay, everybody's like, pandemic, oh no, Ooh, coronavirus, everybody's it. getting it, okay? So, first and foremost, coronavirus. Dangerous to people that have immune systems that are compromised, right? right? And our elder populations. Those are the two communities that we need to watch out for. Everybody else, including children, zero to nine kids, I don't think have not one, nary one has died. Wow. I even heard a case. I know, babies be strong. Okay, babes. And I think like a, a baby caught it who was 15 days old and survived. And she was like, "I'm out." Yeah. She so was like, five like, virus. Literally, this is only this is affecting those of our communities, which are important parts. Yes. People who are low, their immune systems aren't working great, and also our elder populations. Okay. The rest of us, more than likely, will get this shitty cold. Mm. It goes from mild to shitty. Mm-hmm. You might get pneumonia. You might not. Mm -hmm. But the main reason, like any shitty cold, to make sure you don't get it, is to, one, when you cough, cough into your arm. Oh, yeah. When you sneeze, sneeze into your arm. Mm -hmm. Like you're dabbing, all Mm -hmm. right? Not your hand, Mm -hmm. because your hands are gross. And...
0: I'm going to look at you crazy when you do it. I don't have, just
1: cough into the air, ooh, nasty ass. Cat, and
0: also help your friends because some people maybe I have not caught on about this. So mm-hmm. when they cough into their hands, just gently remind them, bitch, you crazy. You'll be doing yeah. that gently.
1: Yes, gently with a <laughs> soothing voice. Bitch, bitch you, you crazy. crazy. Cough you into t- your don't hands. touch that with no, your cough hands, nasty ass. <laughs> Gentle use um hand sanitizer i got a big old tub of it because oh, i got a I baby mm-hmm. that's before the corona showed up i got that
0: also sidebar coronavirus too it's like, like there's been strains of the coronavirus was detected back this in like, ain't the new. 60s yeah
1: and it's just gotten out of control at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we're trying to shut down everything is that we can't afford to have another flu. Oh, no. That's the whole reason.
0: The one flu is bad, bad enough. enough. I don't need another one. We don't need
1: two of these. Mm-mm. So that's why it's like yes and no, be worried. Yes, be worried because we don't need another flu and it can kill some people of our population. No, don't be worried. This isn't like a pandemic thing where you're going to like bleed out of your eyeballs and convulse and die when you catch it. Oh, like wow. This is not Ebola. no. All right, so one of the reasons and that even you can present- that mm-hmm.
0: Barack Obama administration did a good job shut yes.
1: down.
0: He created all these like, you know Systems in place that have now been kind of dismantled. But
1: that's okay. Not kind of hella been dismantled. Yes,
0: that's true. There literally was like a system that were all these different uh, separate organizations. Obama made it so they all connect to one. and Yeah. That's Trump gone. was like 80% goodbye. Anything that Obama did. Which is why it's so important for us to get over our own egos about who we're voting for. And just yes. make sure that we all come together. Get
1: some of these systems back in place. Shit.
0: ships, too. I forgot to even mention that. That's why, yeah. tri- that's why pe- there's a lot of people who did not like Trump who are Republicans, but they mm. saw the bigger picture. Yes. Roe v. Wade was about to come back, is already back on the table, yep. and they saw that there were going to be judges on this. So it's bigger than just your one fucking candidate. Thank you. I digress.
1: A candidate is not a savior. Anyways.
0: Put it on a t-shirt. That's, I
1: know. I'm going to crochet that. <laughs> okay. So... One of the simplest ways that you can prevent illness, coronavirus, flu, the common cold, your nasty-ass boogers from spreading is washing your hands. Mm. And to wash your hands properly, you must wash them for 20 seconds. Okay, I can do this. All right. And the general consensus about a 20-second hand washing is to sing happy birthday twice. Which version? The black version? The black version happy bur- doesn't end. You will end. be hella clean.
0: That black version doesn't end. Happy birthday to ya. I was at a family gathering recently yeah. and my goal was to keep it going. Oh, yeah. Because as some, it just re-ups. As soon as someone goes happy birthday yes. to ya and it starts all over oh, yeah, again. I got it to repeat six times.
1: You're a mess. You're not coming to my birthday ever. My cousin
0: was so mad. He just yes. put his hand over my mouth. Good. Because that's wild. He had sanitized it.
1: Good. But your mouth, you need to sanitize it after that. Anyways. Ooh. Your mouth is, n- every mouth is nasty, okay. not just yours. That's true. My yeah. mouth, your mouth. Especially what I did this weekend. <laughs> okay, gross. Anyways, so wash your hands. So the consensus is to sing Happy Birthday twice, the boring version of Happy Birthday, not the black version, unless you want to be extra clean. Yeah, you
0: will be clean for the life. But that's
1: boring. I'm bored. I'm bored. Ready? you talking about it, I'm bored. So the LA Times has an article with songs that you can sing that are 20 seconds long that are a lot more fun. Oh, first one raspberry beret raspberry beret. beret the kind you find in a second hand store raspberry, raspberry beret. beret and if it was warm she wouldn't wear much more oh. raspberry oh. beret i think i love, love her. you. You're, yeah
0: I, okay
1: that's not my karaoke jam that's not jam. yours <laughs> That one. Oh, no. Is not yours. All I know is the title of the song. Ready for the second one? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love on Top Beyoncé. Baby, it's you. You're, you're the, the one, one I love. love. You're, you're the, the one I need. need. You're, you're the only one I see. Come on, run, baby, run,
0: it's no, you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, my problem is I don't know a lot of words, so I'll just do scat versions. I
1: know, I only I don't know words either. But this, <coughs> this article <coughs> gives you the words. <coughs> so for our country singers, oh, yes. Jolene. This one's easy because it's Jolene. 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 Jolene I'm begging you to please don't beg my man. Jolene Jolene, 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 please don't take me as you can. All right, there's that one. There's this one. If you like a soft rock, Toto, Africa. It's going to take a lot to drive me away Africa. Africa. I don't know
0: this one da 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 be da boo Africa. Okay. a-na-na-na.
1: If you is like, it a am modern... breath. No, because that could be one. <laughs> Can you keep Beep up, baby boy? I'm my breath, baby boy, lose my breath. But this is a pop version. People will like this one. I know. We just did. <laughs> I like how we sing the same scat. <laughs> We've been doing this for twenty-something years. Still don't know the words, but same scat. But we know. da, Okay, <laughs> that's all right. Welcome back. I'm back. Lizzo. Oh, truth hurts. Why men great till they got to be, be great. great? Don't text me, tell it straight to my face. face. Best friend sat me down and sewed a lawn, lawn chair. chair. Shampoo press, get you out of my hair. hair. Fresh photos with the bomb lighting. Ding. New man on the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Truth hurts, needs something more exciting. Bomb, bomb, dee, bam, bam, I need someone
0: to be with me every time I wash my hands. So you just I'm just a hype? hype man. So you just hype? Viking, I need someone to wash my hands with me so they can say the words, and I could be the hype man.
1: <laughs> Landslide, Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been changing, because I built my life. No, I'm not saying. Everybody. Landslide <laughs> coming home. I've been changing. Natasha Bedingfield, Unwritten. Feel the rain on your skin. I don't. What is this one? How does this one go? Because it's unwritten. Written. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. This one, surprisingly, I know. Oh. Belinda Carzile, Heaven is a Place on Earth. Ooh, baby, do you know what it's worth? Ooh, Heaven is a Place on Earth. They say in heaven, love comes first. We'll make heaven a A place place on earth. Earth. And your hands. Yes. I like that. (laughs) This is one we can all sing, and it's the last one. Come together. No. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Ready? This one is easy. Karma, 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 karma. Come come a chameleon. chameleon. You You come and go. You come and go. Loving would be easy if your colors were like my Red dreams. dreams. Red, gold, and green. Greens. Red, gold, and green. Ooh. Wash your hands, everybody. Oh, well, you know which one didn't get Damn it, there? that was a nice ending. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which one? I've been a lot of places, seen a lot of faces. Oh hell
0: I even fuck with different races. What is this? A white dude, his name was John. He had oh. a cream bee ruse tattoo in his arm. Oh my he God. asked if I'd be his date from a prom and he bought me a horse, a portion of the farm. You guys are missing He had a dance nigga. from the down south. He just liked me to spank him and come in his mouth. And Tony, he was Italian. No. He didn't give a fuck. Yuck. That's what I heck about him. He had my pussy and talked to the morning. Called his girl up and told him we was phoning. Puerto Rican papi used to be a deacon. Now he be gonna be off on the weekend oh, little Kim a black dude his name was John I think we're done T- we're past 20 we are past
1: 20 seconds <laughs> little Kim nasty don't be singing that around kids get rested wash your hands everybody Hi, I am Laurie Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cashin. Together we host a podcast called The Jackie and Laurie Show. Uh, We're both stand-up comics. We recently met each other because women weren't allowed to work together on the road or in gigs for a long, long time. And so our friendship has been unfolding on this podcast for a couple of years. Jackie constantly works the road. I write for Conan and then I work the road in between. We do a lot of stand-up comedy. And so we celebrate stand-up and yes. we also bitch about it. We keep it to an hour. We don't have any guests. We somehow find enough to co- talk about every single week. So find us. You can subscribe to The Jackie and Laurie Show at MaximumFun.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, bye. Hey,
0: okay Yeah, what's up? Do you know what exists? Life. Mm-hmm. And you know who exists in life? People. Yes. You know what kinds of people? Everyday people. Everyday people who are also sometimes bisexual men. Oh, So there's been a hashtag that has been going around. Hashtag, hashtag. Bisexual men men exist. Mm. So you know, once it's a hashtag, it's real. It's real. Yes. (laughs) Um, they don't have to pick a side, and you know we've been talking. What do you mean pick a side? (laughs) There's so many. They don't have to pick like you know if I feel like we try to live in such a binary world. Sometimes that's true. And we've talked about this before in the podcast, especially bisexual men specifically. And I'm sure bisexual women or bisexual non-binary people experience this too. Mm -hmm. But specifically bisexual men have struggled because, uh, you know, there's not necessarily, a lot of times people are just, ooh, they greedy, right? Yeah. But then what ends up happening is sometimes their girlfriends won't trust them, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're just like, ooh, they're going to be snacking after everybody. Snacking after everybody. Yeah, okay. (laughs) And uh, then their straight friends are also like, ooh, dude, you're you're gay, you know? Mm -hmm. So they don't have a lot of benefits to coming out. And there's not a lot of data on the amount of bisexual people that exist because they're just, we don't really create sort of space for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're with someone who is like, ooh, my bisexual man, he'd be snacking after everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That speaks more to your personal own insecurity than it does to them. Because... Someone if you if you're worried about them being attracted to one sex mm-hmm. or both sexes like it just that's your own shit to deal yeah, with.
1: Yeah, I agree. I feel like the reason that bisexual men in particular get it because the patriarchy is so mm-hmm. um driven by the sexuality yeah. and I feel like women kind of get to fly under the radar because being um in a same-sex relationship if you're identifying as a woman um, is sexualized. Yeah, cuz it's like and it's ooh, like, ooh sexy women Maybe me and too
0: can I can join in yeah. too Yeah, which is girlfriend. problematic
1: in another way, but it's it's a lighter shade of gray problematic than the hard gray of the bisexual men being um outcast in both communities I feel like Mm -hmm. yeah even
0: some words um, have been described to them as like being confused or greedy ashamed scared unable to commit attention seeking and I think especially those in the LGBT community we have to create more space for our Mm -hmm. it's the LGBT you know it's right up in the middle biphobia is such a fucking real thing Mm -hmm. I remember when I've had you know I've had female encounters before
1: (laughs) You say that like the most rich old white woman I've ever heard in my life. And I like kind
0: how of like you know, normally sometimes I'll be like so nasty, I'll be like, oh, I'll be fucking those dicks. And, and then, then you're like,
1: I've had female I'm, encounters. I'm being classy. Before.
0: I like to respect women. <laughs> so when I've, you know, had a sexual experience with a woman. Stop before. it, James. <laughs> um and i told like i told these weren't not my friends these were like acquaintances in a fucking gay bar and they mm-hmm. were all like grossed out and nasty by it biphobia and so, and not only biphobia but i also think there's also some uh what's the word when you're fucked up towards women misogyny yes <laughs> that <laughs> there's a little bit of that so there's been this hashtag a lot of bit of that a lot about of of that and there's been this hashtag that's been running around of, uh, bisexual men coming out there was um Ryan Russell, who was an NFL veteran, mm-hmm. previously played for the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. He wrote, hashtag bisexual men exist. Yeah. No matter how masculine we are, no matter whether we are dating a man or a woman, we deserve to be seen just like everyone else deserves to be loved. Yes. There's been a lot of beautiful hashtags that came out. So this came out from, I. what's this guy's name? Meta? Vinit Mehta
1: I don't know who that
0: is Oh okay So <laughs> the Was created by Vinit Mehta Who's okay. a software engineer oh, cool. LGBTQ rights activist Nice And was just tired Of biphobia and he had said that biphobia towards bi men recently has been so shit. So he's bringing back the hashtag good. for some much-needed positivity has encouraged people to drop a pic with the hashtag below. Nice. And so he did this because it came out of a conversation that erupted on Twitter off of the Netflix show uh, Love is Blind. Oh,
1: good. Let's talk about it.
0: And in one episode, a couple got into a big fight after the man in the relationship, Carlton, Mm -hmm. he came out as bisexual to his fiancee, Diamond. Mm
1: -hmm. Who are these people? I'll tell you everything. Just go, just go. go through it because I haven't
0: seen it yet. I did watch The Circle. I'll tell you about it. I ate The Circle up. I never watched the finale of The Circle. I don't know who won. I I do. It was whatever. Okay. But I did like the ride that I went on. Um, Diamond Cast Out I know you
1: talked ca- hella shit about the circle when I told you about it. Did I? You sent me so many text messages being like, what am I what watching? Is this, this is a neck day? What this- am I doing? But
0: notice I went silent after a while because I just got enraptured and I knew it would happen. I did. Well, I know we're supposed to talk about this, but the circle, I,
1: I, I it, took, it's a, it takes a couple episodes.
0: It does because you're like, what the fuck is going on? I yeah. also had this weird voyeuristic experience because I'm watching other people engage in social media. And I think part of what it does is it puts a mirror up to you. Yeah. How, about you, how engage. you engage in social media and it's gross and it's disgusting. Yes. But you then see the main premise of it is you can't judge a book by its cover, which gets said by everybody a million times, but it's so I, true. Yes, it's true. It's very true. I still don't know who won. I don't ever want to know so diamond you are, okay all right you are you were holding back from dropping it aren't you i don't i don't um, remember
1: yeah i remember his name okay. it's not that exciting him
0: okay oh sorry diamond I'm <laughs>
1: there's so many men in the, the game
0: there's like three left diamond cast <laughs> i just literally didn't watch after they get to the reunion special they're like here's the winner and i fell asleep and never press play
1: it's not that great diamond
0: cast doubt on Carlson's sexuality and many on twitter took her side which also
1: i have to really oh i'm holding back on this because they're not okay go ahead go so
0: ahead, go ahead, one of, ahead. In what Meta was saying one of the main things that he saw on Twitter was a poll trending asking whether People would ever date a bi man, and most people voted no. Oh. And he there's a lot of comments that were insinuating that bi men were basically gay and just lying to them themselves. And he found that it was know, very that's degrading. upsetting. Because you know you're on Twitter a lot yeah. more, and I bless your heart because you're doing you were doing the Lord's work. It's right. I try, and it just becomes it's toxic. And you know what's so interesting too? I don't want to say too much, but um that Twitter is not the real world no that the guys on uh, Pod Save America were saying when they went into the Iowa They the Pod Save America is a podcast by the guys who used to be Obama's speech writers mm-hmm. and they had gone into Iowa and they're on Twitter a lot and mm. Twitter is very divisive very, very. You know, setting snakes to people and all mm, kinds of crazy shit. It's not shit. good. And then he said when we went to the Iowa caucus, and the Iowa caucus is people literally having to convince other people to come to their side. Mm-hmm. It's very respectful. Oh,
1: that's nice. I like that.
0: And that what you see, again, on online is it, it gives people permission- You get a veil. To be their worst selves. Mm-hmm. And no repercussion. I'm looking forward to, I think what we need to have happen is there needs to be, we need to have more TED Talks, yes. training courses, etiquette classes mm-hmm. on how to engage in social Media because we have that in real life Mm -hmm. of being etiquette, proper etiquette. Yeah. And we don't have that for social media. And I think we all need to learn like what is proper etiquette
1: before it starts seeping into our IRL. It is going to destroy us I as agree. a society mm. and
0: i think it can be such a great tool to stay in touch with everybody mm-hmm. it's destroying us and we need to take a step back i so, agree and this is like you know again just a, a a thing he says you know these are stereotypes about bisexual people yeah it's toxic uh, it's it's toxic and it's telling people that their identity isn't valid i think people have difficulty with the gray and mm-hmm. all of life is the gray we need all of such binary like, we don't need the binary we're fine if you're straight or fine if you're gay but in between my brain can't handle <throat> it yeah so, yeah, that's been the conversation that has been going on.
1: I want to bring up something. Yes, yes. Because I watch Love is Blind. Okay. That show is banana pie. Okay. It's wild. You thought like this, it's like circle times 10 million. I
0: don't know if I can handle that.
1: You, I don't know.
0: Okay. I don't think that you
1: won't like it because you tend to like shows that are more, um, not so heteronormative. That's true. And the show is very heteronormative. I probably won't like it. (laughs) That's why I didn't. That's why I knew you wouldn't like it. And I like
0: a little competition edge. You know, like Is the the circle was kind of, you pitched it to me as Big Brother, and it's, yeah. uh,
1: you know, i love me yeah, some Big Brother. I, there's there was a winner.
0: Alliances. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Friendships and bonds. And you like that. There's oh, not. I
1: love it. This one's more, it's like every reality like romance bachelor, show. Like a bat. On steroids. Crack cocaine.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> wouldn't
1: even say steroids. It's on PCP.
0: Whoa. It's
1: people get engaged without seeing each other. Right. That's the whole point. You get engaged without seeing each other people get engaged on the first episode like it's nuts yeah. then they got to go on vacation together and then they got to go live together then they got to plan
0: a wedding or something then they
1: plan that wedding and then they get married and then they have them up at the author, altar and you either say I do or I do not mm. it's crazy and also there's because they've all dated each other in the pods so they all know each other oh and there's a little complications like, so, and yeah. drama
0: that happens with yeah. that
1: yeah. that's the premise so it's, like a bit of
0: love island yeah which i've not seen but i can just imagine yeah I get the idea.
1: So, the whole deal with Carlton and Diamond is problematic to me because I don't like the narrative that it's couching in. I feel like we're in two territories right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like biphobia is huge. And biphobia in men is huge. Biphobia in black men is even huger. Mm, right? That's yeah. the top, tippity-toppity-top, yeah, right?
0: Because there's this other hyper-masculinity that happens within the black community as well, which has been there because there was this need, because uh, black men were sort of like... I'm looking for a different word aside from desexualized, but it was like... Hypersexual. De-ma- or
1: or de-mascul- demasculized.
0: Yeah. Demasculized. It's
1: like the two separate things. It's like you... You're not a
0: man. You're a boy. Yeah, but exactly. Then but then, then you're a also like fucking mandingo
1: shit. Yeah. It's no in between. Same with black women. Yes. To be a black person, you're either hypersexualized or desexualized. Yep. You can't exist in the middle, which is yep. fucked up in itself. Again, its own
0: self. really trying to nudge us all to the gray.
1: <laughs> we need gray. Is it's warm here, you guys? <laughs> mm. It's the hot tub of the world. Ugh, love it. Anyway, so. The thing that I have a problem with is all of these issues are up and swirling between Diamond and Carlton. Mm-hmm. Mostly Carlton. Yeah. Carlton, just full disclosure, reality TV show star. Oh. He was in Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh. He's making the rounds. So he's, he's got the doing full resume. He's like, point. where
0: am I going next?
1: Right. First and foremost, he did not disclose the fact that he was bisexual to Diamond until they were already in Mexico on their vacation. Mm. And the whole time, he was, I don't know if I'm going to tell her, which is legit. Sure. Because it's scary to tell somebody about your, especially with all the prejudice and biphobia that's out there. Right, yeah,
0: they took a vote and everyone was like, no.
1: He was mean to her.
0: Oh, okay. Up
1: into it. Right. He was saying like, oh, you're just like fucked up shit to her. Mm -hmm. And he also said some missing noir. I want to bring up, which is this term about hatred of black women. Mm. He said a lot of things that were very pointed against black women. One of the things that he said that threw a red flag to me was, he was in his first head talk, he was like, like, I'm bisexual, but I want a wife because women are more nurturing. What the fuck, dude? That's, you want people to see you in a multifaceted way, but you're going to pin all women as nurturing. Mm -mm. I know plenty of women that aren't nurturing. And that's fine. You don't have to be. You You don't have to be. be You. You, Would you want a wife to be your mom? Like, that's, to me already, that was problematic. Right. And then, two, the whole thing that was couched in was she's going to hate me because I'm bisexual, but she never said that. Right. she just wanted to talk to him and the fact that he sprung it on her later was kind of like oh a lot. and
0: at this point they're already about to get married or something yes okay so, so she, she was like wait a minute whole... I need a
1: night to think about this yeah. and then lot. he started talking about how she was stereotypically a black woman before she even said anything to him about him being but um, bisexual mm. and then he talked about her wig slipping Okay. and then he threw her ring into the pool he threw For his shits t- and giggles no because he was pissed that she wanted to just talk to him about it he
0: is conditioned on that reality TV life because you know what people don't do in real life? That shit. That's not... Was he throwing a table as well?
1: He threw his hat that said daddy at one oh, point okay
0: too. and it's You know, it's almost too It's like how social media conditions us to be our worst selves. Yeah. Reality TV has conditioned this man to be his worst exactly. self and just to throw tantrums.
1: And I just... I don't like the narrative because a lot of the times I do feel like black women are seen as the... the... the villain in the narrative of bisexual black men. And I like how Insecure did it, the Issa Rae show, where it's the hesitation and the prejudice that lies in black women, but then they flipped it to show that she was the clown, actually. Right, You know, that he was a quality guy, and it was like dumb that she would even have these prejudices. Instead of the narrative that I'm seeing from Love is Blind, where... um, she's being seen as yelling at poor Carlton when we're ignoring all the fucked up missing noir that he did towards her. So I feel like it's a a multifaceted thing.
0: And I don't want to like, because I haven't seen the show and I'm Mm -hmm. not trying to like, I'm not trying to like, I don't know this man. He is the Dick Cheney to my Kiki Palmer and he'd be walking down the street. Sorry to this
1: man. Sorry to this Carlton man.
0: I don't know this man. But I also wonder too, if part of his acting out is also um, his struggle with his bisexuality. Exactly. And again, why it brings the importance of this because I think there's a lot of men who are acting out because they can't yes. indulge into their full, full sexuality. Because we, as a culture, mm-hmm. and everybody is guilty of this, that we're not creating enough space for bisexual men and uh, bisexual binary people and bisexual women, but bi- just people just to be their free sexualized selves.
1: Yes, but, I I also want to point out the fact that I feel like those of us that feel like we're being accepting towards bisexual people are tokenizing black, bisexual people. Mm. by being like, oh, um, you're with me, but if you need to dabble on the side, that's fine. No. Yeah. When you're bisexual, you're with who you're, you're with. with. Who with. Yeah. And, and then, you love that person. And if you like monogamous relationships... Yes. then you're going to be in a...
0: That actually brings up this guy, this guy Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve tweeted out. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Uh, when I date a guy, I'm bisexual. When I date a girl, I'm still bisexual. Exactly. So it's not like he's flip-flopping. No. Uh, so we have to sort of cut it with this whole entire... Um, gay erasure because of also just the psychological effects that it has on -hmm. people. This one guy tweeted out, I struggled with imposter syndrome a lot Mm. uh, that affects everything of how I dress labeling my sexuality. But recently I've gotten to a point where I'm finally comfortable expressing myself. Hashtag bisexual men exist.
1: Agreed. I feel like a lot of the, the duality I hear with women, bisexual women, where they'll be in a relationship with a man, and if they cheat with a woman, then the man doesn't see it as harsh as cheating as it is with cheating with a man. Oh,
0: you should, man. Yes. Look at it as cheating is cheating is cheating. Thank you. <laughs> you.
1: But, I mean, if you're polyamorous, that's that, okay, your own then thing. That's your That you, got, that's that you have thing. your own arrangement, you know? But being bisexual, one They're both equal. And I think that we need to recognize that. Mm -hmm. And then we need to recognize that it's okay to like men and women, no matter who you are, or non-binary people. And in fact, I think the other term too... Is being pansexual mm. that I think a lot of people are accepting yeah. because being bisexual, bisexual has so
0: much of a, a, a lay, layer to it's it. It's the binary it's kind again. Kind of similar for um, some folks who identify queer as opposed to lesbian because there's just so much baggage that's attached to the word or gay as or queer as opposed to gay because mm-hmm. we've attached we ruined these words and also we have ruined these
1: words. It alienates all of the non-binary Before, people. We're in between.
0: That's mm-hmm. true. We're not even just just all of all the different aspects.
1: Of
0: it mm-hmm. um, I feel like I learned so much just now about <laughs> love is Blind. I don't need to see it.
1: You know, I don't know if you'd like it,
0: so I probably won't. Ha-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know you would, <laughs> but enough. I will
0: go back and finish watching the circle. But hashtag bisexual men exist, let's continue creating a safe space for everybody to exist and be their true, authentic selves.
1: I agree, and Zelda clip clopping around agrees too. She bisexual. She's-
0: So great to have Aneke, Ms. Thang, back on the podcast. And now it's time for the fact check. So I mentioned that there was a movie that was a spoof of Lethal Weapon. And there was. It was called Loaded Weapon 1. There was only one of these movies. It was called Loaded Weapon 1. It came out in 1993. And it starred Emilio Estevez, Samuel L. Jackson, John Lovitz, Kathy Ireland, Tim Curry. It is. I often get this movie and Lethal Weapon and that series confused. They blend together in my eight-year-old child mind. So I wasn't crazy. That movie does exist. We had talked about the age of the Golden Girls. I couldn't find their exact ages, but Estelle Getty was one year younger than her TV daughter, played by B. Arthur. When we were talking about black female voters, black oh, older black female voters in the South, Aneke referenced Mrs. Johnson, and it went over my head, and it's so funny, because both of my grandmothers on my dad's side and my mom's side, they both were Mrs. Johnsons. Even though my grandma on my dad's side is from Louisiana, and on my mom's side from Boston, they both have the same last name, Mrs. Johnson. And that joke, what an opportunity for a joke, Flew over my head. Don't be mad at Ms. Johnson, because she's voting the way she wants to vote. She earned that vote. Oh, shout out to Quanny Blanco. She was the one that tweeted out, Only black people asked how was the funeral? Dot, dot, dot. Bitch, it was sad. I thought it was so fucking funny. We had talked about social media etiquette. And I've got to give props to... I was part of this... Now the cat's out of the bag. That's part of this amazing, beautiful Elizabeth Warren social media group. Hashtag peasantwarren. Warren. And it was run by um, primarily women of color. And each day, the moderators were so dope. They only allowed, um, they posted reminders of how to engage with each other. They didn't allow any negative talks about candidates. It was really just focused on actions and things that we can do. And it was a really great, dope, Group And they constantly posted reminders, especially uh, for white folks, of listening, just reminding them to listen and how to talk about issues that are pertaining to people of color. Uh, It just and it it makes me think I I think I want to start posting something on the daily in my Facebook community, in my just Facebook wall. If you're in reading my wall, you're part of my community of just daily reminders of how to engage. I think we've we've been we're losing it. Our civility. And there's a lot, especially if you're on the... There's a lot, I feel, I don't think turmoil is the right word, but there's a lot of energy and frustration and people are feeling disappointed when it comes to the Democratic primary and they're feeling just a a waff, making up a word here. But I've been reminded recently, you know, the first president I ever voted for was John fucking Kerry. Gross. I was not passionate about him. Listen, I voted for Howard Dean in the primary. And then after that, I wanted Edwards, which like, ah, that guy, different times. But ultimately, the alternative of Bush was far worse back in 2004. And some folks, some of y'all, especially you younger millennials and zenennials have been so fortunate to get to vote consistently for a candidate you actually believe in. And that is just such a privilege. Because here's the thing Bernie Sanders, my Queen Warren, and their supporters, like we should all be so proud. If that's where you found yourself on the political spectrum, you should be so proud because we they we've changed the conversation. We pushed the needle. You know, look at this that most of the candidates on that on that stage had stances that Sanders had championed four years ago. So progress. Like, she is the turtle, not the hare. She is moving slowly. And I'm looking back at this primary. It was actually a really great primary. Yes, many of us didn't get the outcomes that we wanted at the top, but we are shaping what the Democratic Party is going to be, what the platform is going to be, and who's running for office at the state and local levels. So we have to continue to think big picture. This is the direction that the country is going in, and it is progressive as hell. Like We are winning. We're just... I think the problem is is that we're in the thick of it and we're incredibly passionate, which is so fabulous and amazing, but we can't see the forest for the trees. I personally feel so proud of the work that has been done. As a whole, every Democratic candidate has had a platform that was far more progressive than the ones that were debated upon back in 2008, and that's even including Joe Biden's. I look at Joe Biden like this. He will be our progressive Trojan horse. So we don't get to give up. We keep going because honestly, most of us really don't know struggle. We didn't experience slavery or Jim Crow or segregation like those were fucking struggles. And I will say this, some of y'all specifically, you know, you straight white dudes, y'all are new to the revolution, to the fight. You know, your ancestors did not have to fight for their freedoms, for their rights. And I think what folks haven't realized is that this is a lifetime commitment, The fight for equality. The fight for what's right. And here's the thing. You get knocked down, you recover. And you get back up. You will lose far more times than you will win. But each time, you will push the conversation, gain some big wins and some more losses. But you will continue to push it. You will push it real good. (laughs) And you won't win everything. But you will win where it counts pushing it for a future that you might not see. Because here's the thing, this is not about you, but it is about who stands the most to lose under another four years of that fucking other guy. Martin Luther King Jr. didn't give up. Harriet Tubman didn't give up. And you know what? They didn't even have Netflix to go and, you know, recharge their batteries and go and watch. Like, we got it really good. So... I get it. Yes, this sucks. I know. I know. I know. It sucks. Some of us didn't get what we wanted. But listen, not everybody was going to get to win. A good portion of folks were going to lose. 25% of Democrats were going to be disappointed for whatever reason. But if we stop and take a look. The Democrats are having to adopt a more progressive platform because of the work of Sanders and Warren and you, if that was your candidate, if either of those were your candidates. So we should be proud. And actually, all Democrats should be proud, no matter who you voted for in this primary, because progressives are fighting for you, too, and pushing the conversation and pushing us towards the future. Even if some folks are dragging their heels, we know where we're going. And here's the thing. We have the numbers, you know. It's got to be work, but we have the numbers. If you're thinking, oh, Trump's going to win, it means you're not working hard enough. That means that there's work for you to be doing. So no matter who the candidate is, we have to rally behind them, work on Senate races, voter registration, and gerrymandering, Stacey Abrams' fair fight. There's so much work to be done beyond the top of the ticket, and we each have to find our lane, take up our cause, all hands on deck. This was never about any one candidate. It's about us. So the fight continues. Let's keep this party moving. Can't stop. Won't stop. Let's go. The time for unity is upon us. Trump galvanized fear and hate as a weapon. We will use love. And that is the revolution. So I just wanted to share that bit with you all. Continue to stay healthy Uh, especially with all this stuff going on. I wish you all the best of health. Uh, Wash your hands, sing them songs, eat healthy, meditate. Uh, This is 2020 is going to be quite the year. So we need each and every one of us at tip top, wonderful shape. And uh, I'm so excited because we are going to be kicking off the Maximum Fun Drive next week. We are so excited. It's one of my favorite times of the year. It's like... It's 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 just like a it's like Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, but for Max Fun. So I'm so excited to share. We got some great stuff coming at you, like Cleopatra. Uh, Miss Aneke will be back to help us kick off the Maximum Fun Drive. So so much good stuff coming at you, and I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Uh, remember, you can connect to us on social media. You know what to do. So thank you all so much for listening to Minority Corner because together we're the majority.